Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Good to hear. Uh, we got uh, got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Uh, Thursday, we had three games. It was Thanksgiving, of course, so uh, obviously the Lions and the Cowboys both had games. Um as they always do on Thanksgiving. So uh, we didn't get to preview these games, but we did uh, get to talk about it a little bit on uh, on last Friday's episode. Um, but let's get right into it. Uh, starting off with the first game of Thursday, we had the Lions hosting the Packers. And the Packers win this game 29-22. Uh, obviously a big upset. Uh, the Lions just dominated the Packers in the first game this year that they played each other. And and in this game it was quite the opposite. I mean, Jared Goff looked horrible; just kept fumbling the ball. Um, and this defense actually made Jordan Love look pretty good. Uh, very very disappointing game. Um, and you're not gonna you know win football games with the uh, with with losing the turnover battle like we did uh, in this one. And what, what's crazy about it is the Lions also had more time of possession, and they still just lost, man. It's, it's crazy how horrible uh, the Lions really looked in this game. Yeah, that score really doesn't do it justice. It only showed a touchdown loss, but they got dominated this game. Green Bay just played better in all aspects of this game. Um, their defensive line was was going crazy. Um, our offensive line was beat up. Uh, John Jackson was out injured. Um, so that was a hole, and then it seemed like every time I was watching it, Decker just kept just Rashawn Gary was getting past him almost every time. He had three sacks. Uh, Kenny Clark was getting pressure in. Uh, their defensive line just was destroying the lines up front. So right there was really bad, and uh, that really affected Goff too. Uh, turnovers. Um, um. Let's talk about too. I mean, freaking uh, Simone Biles' husband uh, Owens, Jonathan Owens, had probably the game of his life. He had the touchdown return and he had twelve tackles in the game. So, uh, yeah, the Packers just they played a better game. The Lions got to uh, got to be better moving forward. Here it was it was a really ugly game for them. Yeah, really ugly game. I really hope over these. Well, I guess now. A little bit less than a week, but during this ten-day break, man, they figure something out because the defense has to be a lot better. The offense does too. Uh, the Cowboys hosted the Commanders, the afternoon game on Thanksgiving. Uh, Cowboys winning in extremely dominant fashion, forty-five to ten over their division rival. Dak Prescott played in the really incredible game and. I got to give credit to Sam Howell, too. You know, he had 300 yards. He did throw a pick, but he didn't throw a touchdown. But, you know, standing in there, put up 300 yards and was sacked multiple times. I mean, mean, he's got no help up front, just like Jared Goff really didn't, you know, in uh, in their game. And, and, you know, he still put up 300 yards, which is really incredible. So, got to give credit to him for sure. Uh, But, Matt, the Cowboys just extremely dominant. Uh, winning this one 45 to 10. Their defense, you know, they let Sam Howell go for 300 yards, but they still held on strong to only allow 10 points the entire game. Yeah, the Commanders, man, they're just uh, they weren't great. And immediately after this game, they def- they fired the defensive coordinator. They just were getting beat down by uh, Dallas. 
Dallas really likes opening the score up on a lot of teams this year. Uh, they've done that a lot, so it was good for them on Thanksgiving. Definitely the better of the two teams that played uh, um, this year for sure. Yeah, it's kind of funny. They they after this game they fired their defensive coordinator in Washington, and and then you know you you think back to it though, it's like it's like it's like the defense wasn't all too terrible when you didn't. When you had, you know, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but you know, yeah, fire defensive coordinator after after that, you know, after not having anyone up up on that defensive front. And on the night game, we had uh, Seattle hosting San Francisco. San Francisco getting a nice win, thirty-one to thirteen in this one. Uh, Brock Purdy, or as I like to call him, Rat Purdy, because uh, he he is a rat. Um, he had a pretty decent game, you know, 21 for 30, 209 yards. Christian McCaffrey, very, very dominant on the ground, 114 yards in that game. Um, you know, this Seattle defense just could not keep up with uh, with what San Francisco was doing. Um, and, and likewise, the San Francisco defense is so, so good now, especially with the addition of Chase Young. Uh, Seattle just, you know, couldn't really do anything offensively to get, get you know, you know, any yardage uh, at all in this game. I mean, they held Geno Smith to under 200 yards. So um, very, very good defensive game from San Francisco. And offensively, they looked really good too. Yeah, 49ers looked really good. McCaffrey, man, uh, he had a crazy uh, game like usual. And seeing the behind the scenes on social media with, like, he got beat down that game, man. Um, but he, uh, he came back and... Purdy had a decent game, too, so 49ers are looking pretty good moving forward here. Yeah, they're looking really, really good now, and um, yeah, that's really all I can say about San Francisco for now. Uh, Friday, we had the Jets hosting the Dolphins, Dolphins winning 34-13. to um, You know, obviously, I, I've said it, you know, all year long, Miami on the road has not really been that all too impressive. Um, but they were impressive this this uh, this weekend. I know the Jets don't have an offense to speak of. I mean, they had uh, Tim Boyle in at quarterback. Uh, obviously, it's a lot better than having uh, Zach Wilson at quarterback. And you know, the Jets' defense is elite, but you know, Miami's offense is just so good that you know they they could really beat anyone. And they they finally were able to show up on the road. I know it's against the Jets, but. They were able to show up on the road, and that's really all that matters and what I was looking to see out of them. And they had a good game. I mean, Tua didn't have the the best of games. I mean, throwing two picks is never too well, but, I mean, he matched Tim Boyle with that. So, uh, overall, a pretty good game for Miami. Yeah, Miami comes out and gets their uh, their big road win here. They've been struggling on the road. Um, he gets against the Jets, but uh, they definitely – Played a solid game here, and it was good for them moving forward. The The Bengals on Sunday hosted the Steelers, and I think we both called this one. Uh, Steelers yeah. were definitely winning, and they won. They won 16-10. to I mean, obviously, no Joe Burrow now. Their season's pretty much over at this point. They're sitting 5-6 and six now. Um, and they had Browning in at quarterback. Uh, Kenny Pickett had a really good game. Didn't throw for a touchdown again, but... Uh, didn't really uh, necessarily need it. Uh, a lot of field goals in this game, though. Uh, but yeah, just a, kind of a mid, you know, pl- game in in all honesty. But uh, 
Yeah, Pittsburgh off with the win yet again. Yeah, another one where Pittsburgh is winning tight, low-scoring games. Uh, the quarterback for the Bengals, Brian, he was okay. I mean, wasn't that great, but he also wasn't completely trash. So definitely going to take a while for him to get into this offense. Uh, but yeah, sucks for the Bengals that uh, their season is going down the downhill. But uh, Pittsburgh again, I think they're six or seven and four now, so they're they're coming up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely coming up. Uh, Houston hosted Jacksonville division rivalry here, uh, and Jacksonville gets the win 24-21. to um, I, I know I called Houston to win this game, and I believe you picked Jacksonville here, but uh, CJ Stroud had a really good game, um, and, and so, did, so did Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they both had really, really good games. Um, CJ Stroud on the ground had a really, really good game as well. Uh, he, he did have a rushing touchdown. He also threw for three touchdowns or two touchdowns. So um, it was a uh, it was a good game. Uh, Nico Collins and CJ Stroud again. Just what what a what a weird combo that ended up really working out for them. Yeah, especially with Michigan and Ohio State being this week as well. Yeah, yeah, just 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 really classic there, but. Um, yeah, Jacksonville just barely squeaking by here. I mean, I, I know uh, Houston did try to come back in this game, but just fell short. Yeah, I mean, they were a gust of wind away from tying the game. They kicked the 58-yard field goal and it hit the bottom of the uh, of the post. So uh, just a little bit further, well, gave it a little Justin Tucker kick, and he would have would have got through for OT, and who knows what would have happened there. Uh, it was a good fought game by Houston, but uh, Jacksonville prevails, and I still think it's Jacksonville's division to to lose, man. I think Jacksonville is the more experienced of the two teams this year. Houston has been over overachieving what most people thought, and uh, Jacksonville with the win. Yeah, they, they they it is their division to lose at this point now. Um, the uh, the Colts hosted the Buccaneers and met the Bucks just keep on losing. Man, the Colts win twenty seven to twenty. I thought this would be the week the Bucks would finally get things right. Um, I, I honestly they're they're out of being division favorites or even close to being in this division battle um, now, especially when you lose to the Colts the way you do. Um, th- this this was a game that that had. You know Tampa Bay favored by quite a bit, I believe, um, and and you, you fell to an Indianapolis team that's playing out, one out of their minds. But I mean, I mean this this is just a really bad performance. Baker Mayfield didn't look uh, spectacular in this game, and and to be honest, Gardner Minshew didn't look good either. But Jonathan Taylor, man, carrying this Colts offense with 91 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I was. Uh thinking that if the Colts were going to win this, Jonathan Taylor would have a big game, and he did. Uh, but it did come with some costs. I know he's now out, I believe, with a thumb injury for a couple weeks. But the Colts look solid uh, compared to what uh, most people thought this year. Probably won't make the playoffs, if not a wild card. But still, they just, uh, they're just overperforming this year for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And speaking of that NFC South division with, you know, Tampa falling, uh this this game 
here in particular that I'm about to, that we're about to discuss for a minute uh, had a lot of implications to the uh, the division leader. Uh, Atlanta hosted New Orleans, uh, and both these teams walk away five and six. Atlanta is uh, one twenty four to fifteen in this game. Um, you know, it, it was it was looking like for a while this was going to be a, a Saints win, um, but Atlanta at the in the end uh, picked up the W. They had a really good fourth quarter. Uh, Desmond Shitter um, had a pretty uh, pretty abysmal game to be honest with you. He went thirteen for twenty one with two picks, hundred sixty eight yards. He did not look good. But that said, this Atlanta defense, you know, obviously one of the best in the league. And they finally used Bijan in the correct way this week, and it paid off. You know, 16 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown for him. So, really, really good. Uh, you know, game plan uh, for Atlanta outside of the two interceptions by Desmond Shitter. Yeah, I don't even know anymore with the uh, with this division, man. Every week, these teams are up and down, up and down. It's up for grabs, man. I don't know who's going to win it, but they're probably going to be first-round exits. Yeah. It, when it seems like the Saints are going to win, then Atlanta comes back. Atlanta seems like they're going to win it, then they lose. Same with Tampa Bay. Uh, just all awful. This division is just awful, man. Yeah, honestly, just, just like give their – spot to a different NFC team that actually has a winning record because I don't think the winner of this division is going to have a winning record uh, when we come down to the end of the season. Uh, The Giants hosted the Patriots. Um, I believe I picked the Patriots for this game and well that pick also busted. Uh, The Giants pulling off the W in toilet bowl of the week uh, winning 10 to 7. Um, Look I called it. It'd probably be a low-scoring game, or the defenses would just be so ass that the offenses would actually somehow look competent. But the uh, the first happened. Um, you know, uh, Danny DeVito. I mean, Tommy DeVito. Uh, he had a pretty decent game. You know, 17 for 25, 190 yards. Mac Jones, dude. Oh my God. 89 yards passing, two picks. I mean, he looked absolutely horrible. Um, th- this game was just unbearable to watch, man. It really was. Uh, the Giants improved to four and eight, uh, and New England drops down to two and nine. Man, this was just why? Why is this? Why? Why are these teams even in existence, man? Yeah, the Patriots, man. I saw a video of Gronk saying for Mac Jones to just ask for his release at this point, like just it's not going to work out in New England. Just go find another team. He said, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns would be ideal, I guess, because they don't have a quarterback right now. I don't even know, man. Mac Jones is just awful. Bailey Zappi's not much better either. They're both kind of the same uh, right now, performance-wise. And, yeah, the Giants improved to four wins. There's another team we'll get to that has the same amount of wins. It's crazy to think that the Giants have four wins now. Yeah, it's it's really insane that they're there. Uh, the the Titans hosted the Panthers. They also get up to their fourth win this year. Uh, Tennessee winning seventeen to ten. Carolina just you know further just down the toilet they go to get uh, Chicago first overall. 
Uh, Will Levis actually had a pretty decent game. He didn't throw any touchdown passes, but uh, Derrick Henry extremely dominant on the ground. Um, and, and you know, Bryce Young, he, um, you know, continues to not be able to see his receivers downfield. Yeah. Um, Panthers over here, they fired Frank Reich after the game, or uh, like the next day. Uh, you know, he can only do so much, I feel like. This, t- this team, just, just no talent. Uh, the owner over here is defending the Bryce Young pick, like, Nah, man, you messed up. You took the wrong quarterback. Yeah, and and it was what's crazy about it too is, you know, uh, Bryce Young just has no nothing in front of him, and I, I, I honestly, I, I don't believe Frank Reich was on the airplane home. I, I really, really don't believe he was on that airplane home because that that was just. I mean, I mean, look, that's a winnable game for the Panthers there, and they found a way to lose. Frank Reich just. Yeah, I, I knew that wasn't going to work out for them, but uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks seeing a coach fired mid-season, but it is what it is. There, uh, the Cardinals hosted the Rams. The Rams winning thirty-seven to fourteen. Um, this this was pretty much just all dominance uh, by the Rams. I know it's the Cardinals, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, Stafford had a pretty good game. That said, Kyler Murray. Uh, had a pretty damn good game as well, thrown for over 250 yards in this game. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the Arizona defense just could not stop this LA offense. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the Arizona team that figures they would be most of the year just getting beat bad. You know, Arizona's not a good roster and, uh, the Rams just almost putting 40 on them. Pretty crazy. Yeah, Cooper Cup was pretty much irrelevant in this game, uh, but Kyron Williams and Tyler Higby had a really, really solid game, both with two touchdowns in this game, giving Matt Stafford uh, four touchdown passes. Um, really good game for, for Matt Stafford in this game. Uh, the Broncos hosted the Browns, and they win 29-12. to um, I, I thought, you know, this Cleveland defense is really good. Obviously, they don't have an offense to speak of. Uh, you know, they had uh, DTR in at quarterback. I honestly still didn't think, you know, Denver would be able to uh, to compete uh, in this game just because the Browns' defense was so good. But they ended up almost dominating uh, Cleveland in this game. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, had only 134 yards passing, but uh, they, they found a way to, uh, to win this game. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Browns fall uh, to Denver in this one. Yeah, man, the Broncos, the hottest team in the NFL right now. They they're uh, ahead of five hundred now. They're they're over five hundred. So from being one and five to six and five now, the Broncos they've they've turned their season around. Uh, I'm not sure if it just took forever to Sean Payton to get this offense going or what. But man, the Broncos. I mean, they were looking like they were gonna get, you know be lucky to get five wins the rest of the year and now they are in the positive they are looking good hopefully they can slow down by the time they face the lions because that's going to be about three weeks so but right now they are the the best team in the nfl right now just like uh by win streak yeah it, it's it's really incredible how just like a, a flip just got switched for this team uh, and Russ has been playing pretty decently. 
the defense has actually been really good also. Um, something, something changed in, in Denver and I mean, it, they're, they're becoming, I mean, they're over 500 now. I mean, this is not something, uh, we've expected. The Raiders hosted the Chiefs in a, uh, nice AFC West matchup. Uh, Chiefs winning this one 31 to 17. I believe this is only the third time this year. Kansas city has gone over 30 points in a game, which is, you know, hard to believe, but, um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes just shy of 300 yards, two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco had a really, really good game um, in in terms of scoring. He scored two touchdowns for Kansas City. Um, Aiden O'Connell on the other end, though, for Las Vegas did not, you know, have the best of games. I mean, he went 23 for 33, so not a, not too bad. Just under 250 yards in, as well. Um, but yeah, Kansas City just very, very good offensive game for the first time, and God knows when for them. Yeah, it was a good game for Kansas City, but it was the Raiders, so nothing too crazy. But for them finally get back into the thirty points, I mean, at least that's something for them moving forward. Yeah, very, very solid for them. Uh, the Eagles hosted the Bills. Eagles just winning in overtime, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Bills drop to uh, six and six in this game. Philly just barely squeaking by yet again. Um, you know the first half was pretty much all Buffalo, and then uh, from there it was just uh, trading kicks for a while. And um, yeah, it ended up with a uh, uh, with a nice win for Philly in overtime. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a pretty meh game, I guess you could call it. I mean, he went 18 for 31 and 200 yards. I mean, he is playing with an injured knee, so I guess, you know, you can look at it that way. Uh, Josh Allen, 29 for 51 uh, in this game, uh, over 330 yards. I mean, really good game. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a pretty decent game as well with 80 yards rushing. Um but, yeah, uh, Philly just barely getting the win here. A very important win. Uh, and Buffalo j- ever so close to getting to the win, but uh, just falling short. Yeah, man, Buffalo again choking another game that they could have won. Another one with the elite field goal to, to tie it, sent overtime. Buffalo had their chance. They were, they were up in OT, and then um, the Eagles came back and won, so... Eagles are definitely the better team and won this game, but uh, the Bills, man, another missed opportunity. And I think I'm with you on this one, man. I don't see, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, man. The way they're looking right now, it's not looking good. Yeah, they they have not been looking good as of lately, and I, I still think they won't make the playoffs, man. It, it if they do, it'll probably be at a wild card uh, spot. Uh, the Chargers hosted the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore winning 20 to 10. Um, you know, it, it was a pretty dominant, uh, performance for, uh, for Baltimore in the first half. I mean, they went up, uh, 10-3 in halftime. Um, and then from there, they kind of just laid back. This was kind of a, a irregular game from what we've seen from Baltimore in quite a while. Uh, low scoring for them. I know L.A.'s defense isn't all too terrible, but uh, I, I figured Baltimore would just run the score up like they always have. But 
Baltimore on the road hasn't really been able to do that uh, all that much. I bet you if this was at home, I think Baltimore would have ran that score up a lot more. But, uh, yeah, a pretty, uh, pretty average day, I guess, for Lamar and Justin Herbert for that case. Yeah, uh, the Chargers and the Giants have the same amount of wins right now. That's just crazy to think about. Like, the Chargers, man, what a waste of talent that they they have on that team. They have the talent to go far, and they just they can't put it together. Every year, man, the Chargers just – they're just awful, man. Like I said, the Broncos have jumped them in the division. Maybe even the Raiders at this point, they, they're, they could pass them. It's like – Chargers are just, they need to uh, finally fire Brand Staley. They should have been done that like two years ago, but better late than never. And, man, get, uh, get this talent, man, uh, something that they can do to get some wins, man, because it's brutal right now. Yeah, Justin Herbert has no help at all, uh, especially up front. Um, and then defensively, you know, you think a defensive genius with all this talent, you know, and Brandon Staley could uh, could figure something out, but they just can't uh, lose into the Ravens here. Not, I mean, obviously the Ravens are one of the best teams in football, but yeah. And then last night, um, horrible. Why, why do we have these te- terrible teams on primetime? Uh, the Vikings hosted the Bears. Uh, the Bears holding on 12-10. to 10, Uh to beat the Vikings. Uh, this was a, a turnover fest. I mean, four turnovers for Minnesota, two for Chicago. I mean, this was just a, a terrible, terrible game to watch. Uh, Josh Dobbs throwing four fucking picks, man. Justin Fields fumbling a couple times. Uh, not a good game for either team, really, but Bears barely holding on. You know, last-second field goal wins the game. But, uh, yeah, embarrassing that this is what we have to watch on pr- for primetime football. Yeah, that was awful. I didn't watch this game, but I just heard that it was, yeah, awful. Josh Dobbs was awful. Horrible scoring, low scoring. Uh, I guess the only good thing is the Bears won so that the Lions have more cushions because the Vikings, of course, could have – potentially gained uh, a game up on the Lions this week because the Lions lost. But since the Vikings lost as well, that uh, negated that right there. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I, I just, just I, I, I could barely watch this game, but I only did just for the memes. Um, and, well, that paid off because there's a lot of memes that came out of this. So, uh, yeah, that wraps up your games. We're going to get now to the power rankings. Um Dropping down one spot to number 10 is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, obviously, a loss to Denver. Um, not very good. I mean, Denver didn't even play their greatest game out of this win streak that they have. And, and you know, Cleveland with their really good defense just... I mean, look, they, they don't have a quarterback, and that's understandable. They, they didn't have, you know... Obviously, this offense we knew was not going to be good this year, even with a good quarterback into Sean Watson... Um, that said, it was, it was just not a good performance for either side of the ball this week. Uh, I, I still think they are top 10 team, but, uh, yeah, um, not, you know, the, the greatest, uh, of losses here. Yeah. The Browns, 
still um they're still are solid. I I can see him still in this top ten. But I thought with the loss that that might move out. Yeah, tough week for him. Yeah, very very tough week indeed. Um, moving up four spots here into the top ten to number nine is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, big win over a uh, division rival in Cincinnati. Um. Obviously, you know they uh, they fired Matt Canada. I think it was last week. Um, you know, but uh, it was it was a pretty good game for Kenny Pickett. Obviously, um, and, and the Pittsburgh obviously getting a very nice win. I don't know if I'd say they're a top ten team yet, but they they've definitely been putting together some decent wins here. So uh, good on them to be up in that top ten. I don't know if I agree with them there yet, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would put the Steelers in the top 10, but they're winning games. So record-wise, they probably are one of the top 10 teams. They, uh, they've been winning the, the close, low-scoring games, but I don't think that's going to matter much in the playoffs uh, as they're going to be facing some real competition that can put up some points. So it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, they, they, they can very easily be out in the first round for sure. Uh, dropping down five spots to number eight is the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah, I mean, look, embarrassing loss to uh, to Green Bay. Probably the worst loss of the season. I know on paper the, the Baltimore loss looks a lot worse, but this is a worse loss because Baltimore is one of the best, if not the best team in football right now. Um, and, and that said... Green Bay is just horrible, and we made Green Bay look pretty good uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, the uh, the fumbles, not good. Um, although a couple of them I questioned because I do believe Jared Goff was, you know, throwing the ball forward, but they called them fumbles anyways. But uh, yeah, no, this defense just looked absolutely horrible against a really bad uh, Green Bay offense. Yeah, Lions dropping five spots. I knew they'd drop it. Uh, I wasn't expecting that big of a drop, but yeah, they didn't play good at all, and losing at home to the Packers is tough, so I understand them dropping for sure. Um, They've got to be better these next few weeks, Uh, lock up the division. Yeah, they got to be a lot better, um, especially with Minnesota lurking here in the schedule three or two of the last three games. Uh, that they'll play. Uh, moving up one spot is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, big win over uh, Houston, obviously. Um, really, really good win. Uh, Houston been playing really, really good football, and they played really good football in this game too. Uh, but that said, uh, Jacksonville moving up here uh, to to seven. Uh, the division is all theirs now to lose, really, like we said earlier. Um, really good win, and that's all you really can say about it. Yeah, they uh, they had a nice big win over the Texans and definitely deserve to be up on the power ranking. Yeah, very, um, you know, uh, nice win for them for sure. Uh, staying at number six is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, nice win over the Jets. They finally get a nice win over the uh, uh over the weekend on the road and uh you know obviously um 
it was it was an entertaining game. Uh, 99 yard uh, pick six uh, for Miami in this game as well. Um, you know, and and you know, I, it is the Jets, so you, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But uh, Miami has not been really performing very well on the road at all this year. They finally get it done. Uh, you know, like I said, it is the Jets, but they finally get it done. And you know, they've been a top ten team all year, and I'll continue to say they're a top ten team. Until they start losing a ton, which I obviously really don't see at all. Yeah, the Dolphins, I think, are going to lock up this division pretty soon and uh, get get ready to uh, go to the playoffs. And hopefully, uh, if they have a road playoff game, they can start doing better on the road. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully they can they can really prove that they can start winning on the road. But we'll wait and see. Uh, moving up two spots to number five, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, dominant win on Thanksgiving uh, over the Commanders. I know the Commanders are pretty bad now, um, but uh, the def- that defense is really, really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, they proved it, obviously. Moving back into the top five, I, I kind of agree with, man, their defense has been really, really good as of late. Um, and just, Obviously, their offense has been able to play complementary football to that. And, yeah, uh, I like the spot for them. Yeah, I think it's a good spot for where they've been this season. Definitely up there towards the top. Not quite there, but sort of like hovering right around that top five. Moving up one spot to number four is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Finally getting over 30 points for the first time in what seems like forever. Um, They've not been that good offensively, and they still aren't perfect they have dropped quite a bit of passes still even in this game um but a nice bounce back uh you know back into the top or well they've been in the top five but uh up to number four here um you know the defense has still been really really good so um yeah uh they uh you know they went down 14 nothing to start this game but uh they came back and won it 31 to 17 so a uh, very good, impressive win from Kansas City. Uh, they moved themselves up to number four, and yeah, I, I kind of agree with it. Yeah, um, that was definitely a better win for Kansas City this week, and definitely think that they're still the weakest of some of these, say, three lost teams, two or three lost teams. So um, I think four is fine. Yeah, four, four is a pretty good spot. Uh, moving up number th- to number three, moving up one spot as well, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, dominant uh, is all you can say about their game this weekend. Uh, they looked really good over Seattle, who's not a bad team at all. Um, they, they just straight up dominated them. The offense looked really good. The defense looked really good. Um, yeah, like I said, they're they're still one of the best teams in football right now. I don't think they're quite at the Eagles level still, but you know they can definitely work themselves up there. Uh, I like this spot. You could really put any of these three teams in this top three, and uh, I'd agree with it. Yeah, I think this is a solid spot. Top three, like you said, it can it can kind of be interchangeable right now. Yeah, that said, uh, Baltimore stays at two, and Philly stays at one. Uh, obviously, both these teams with good wins. Baltimore looked a little bit better in their win. Um, obviously, Philly had to go to overtime to beat Buffalo, but uh, 
Uh, both these teams getting good wins, and like I said, you can all you could switch these three teams around, and you know put you know someone else at number one, someone else at number three, you know whatever. And I'd still, you know, say like, yep, that is, I mean, there are the top three teams in, in football. Just the eye test alone tells you that, not even getting down into the stats, you know. So, uh, yeah, um, I agree with both of these. Uh, what's your thoughts here? Yeah, I think same thing. Those are both pretty solid. Uh, the top three, I feel like, are pretty interchangeable right now. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that is it for your NFL power rankings. Uh, so now we're going to move on into uh, the uh, the college football games. It was rivalry weekend, um, and uh, we had quite a bit of good games here. Uh, starting Thursday off Thanksgiving, we had Mississippi State hosting number 12 Ole Miss. Ole Miss, only 17 points in this game. They win 17-7. to Um you know they were favored by you know a crazy amount. I believe they fra- yeah they were favored by ten and a half, which they almost covered but failed to. The over under for this game was fifty four and a half though, uh, so they came nowhere close to that. Um, they, I mean it's a rivalry game. You kind of expect lower scoring or at least in, in closer games, but uh, but Ole Miss is so much better than Mississippi State. Um, this was honestly by far their worst win of the uh, of the season for Ole Miss, but uh, overall, it still got them a win, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, Ole Miss with the win. Low-scoring game. Not their best performance, for sure. No, not not a good performance at all, especially that offense just didn't look good. Dart looked horrible. Uh, I think he only threw for, like, 90 yards in this game, something, something like that. 96 yards, yeah, so not a very good game. Uh, number 13, Oklahoma hosted TCU. Oklahoma wins 69, nice, to 45. Um, th- this was kind of a, a, an all-Oklahoma show in the second and fourth quarters. Uh, TCU kind of, you know, scored every once in a while in, in each one, but uh, the second and fourth quarters were just straight-up dominated by uh, by Oklahoma here. Uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel had a really good game, threw for 400 yards, uh, on just 24 passes, uh, really, really, uh, well, 24 completions, um, really, really good game for Oklahoma. Uh, their defense allowing TCU to score that many points, though, kind of concerning, and it's why they're, you know, it's partially why they're not in the Big 12 championship game this year. Yeah, they had some tough breaks this year, you know, the big win uh, that they had earlier, I I uh, believe it was against Texas, so that was their big win. But, um, you know, falling off to Oklahoma State and then also dealing with bad teams, putting up a lot of points against them um, is why Oklahoma's not been as high as most people uh, think they uh, should be. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they're not in the conference championship game because of, you know, Allowing some bad teams to score on them and, well, losing to them. Uh, Nebraska hosted number 17, Iowa. Probably the most fraudulently ranked team ever. Um, Iowa wins 13-10. to 10. And, look, every Iowa game, just unless it's, you know, the Big Ten championship game this week, which um, 
you know, we'll we'll get to on Thursday. Uh, the, the, uh, Vegas is having to go out of their way to find new unders, over unders. The over under for this one was twenty five and a half, and they still hit the fucking under, man. Uh, at this point, if you like betting spreads or uh, over unders, keep betting under against with Iowa, man. They are so bad. Um, last second field goal to win the game. Uh, to avoid overtime with Nebraska. Uh, both these offenses are fucking terrible, um, and and that's all you really could say about it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to lose big, I think, to uh, Michigan next week, and they just they don't have the offense to compete at all um, in any real big, uh, meaningful game. Yeah, it, it, look, Michigan's going to fucking destroy Iowa on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about that in Thursday's episode, though. Uh, number 23, Tulane hosted UTSA. Tulane winning 29-16. to uh, Look, uh, they're, they're, that offense, again, starting to become productive again. Um, the quarterback play just still isn't there. Pratt played a pretty bad game. Uh, 9 for 22 and 125 yards. Uh, it was pretty much all the ground game for Tulane. Uh, the defense held up uh, against a pretty decent uh, UTSA offense, uh, but they get a nice W here, and uh, yeah, um, I believe they still stay ranked. But uh, uh, yeah, good good win for them. Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, gonna be looking forward to uh, their bowl game here pretty soon. Uh, it was a style win. Yeah, they they well they got a conference championship to go play for first, but uh, yeah. Uh, Arkansas hosted number nine Missouri. Uh, there was a fight that broke out in this game. Uh, I believe like early in the first quarter, if I remember correctly. Uh, but Mizzou absolutely dominating Arkansas here, forty-eight to fourteen. Arkansas obviously not a good you know team this year. They went four and eight to finish the year, just not good at all. When a few years ago, I believe they were in the top twenty-five. So it's kind of Weird to see that downfall, but uh, yeah, just straight up dominance from uh, from Mizzou. Uh, you had uh, Cody Schrader having you know a field day on the ground, 217 yards on 27 carries. Uh, very very impressive uh, running game from Mizzou in this game, and uh, that was the real big difference maker. Despite you know Mizzou's defense just being elite. Yeah, um, Mizzou. Um came up big in this game they've had uh some big games this year and arkansas hasn't been you know as strong this year as they have in the past they they still uh came up big yeah uh number seven texas hosted texas tech uh texas absolutely dominating 57 to 7 um quinn ewers played a really good game i mean just shy of 200 yards um, they were only favorited by 16 and a half, and well, they also covered the over-under at 53 and a half. Uh, Texas just could not be stopped in this game. Um, yeah, uh, and, and for Texas Tech, I mean, three interceptions, I believe a couple of those were actually returned. Uh, yeah, let's see, um, yeah, one of those was returned, um, 
but uh, yeah, not a good game from tech for Texas Tech. But they got themselves into a bowl game this year, so I guess that's really all that matters for them. Yeah, so, so Arch Manning got some reps in this game towards the end. Um, so just not a not a really uh, good game, you know. Pretty much a big blowout, but uh, Texas now the big uh, the Big Twelve championship, man. It's gonna be uh, gonna be crazy. Yeah, like I said, Texas is back, man, and uh, they proved it. Uh, Michigan State hosted number eleven Penn State. Uh, Penn State with the shutout, forty-two to nothing. Um, it's it's nothing to shout about because Penn State's offense is still terrible. Uh, but this is MSU's, you know, MAC level defense. Um, you know, Caden Hauser, uh, looked horrible, and he's he's off to the transfer portal now. Actually, all three quarterbacks at Michigan State are in the transfer portal now, which is kind of. Uh, says something about what's going on in that program right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, Michigan State hired a new coach this week. We could talk about that Thursday if you want. But, uh, yeah, dominant win by Penn State. Obviously, they have one of the best defenses in the country. But their offense, you know, it is Michigan State's defense, but offense looked really good. Yeah, that was just, you know, how Michigan State's season has been. is getting beat down by all the good Big Ten teams. Yeah, that basically summed up their season pretty well. Uh, and then lastly, on Friday night games, we had number six Oregon hosting number 16 Oregon State. Um, look, Bo Nix is going to be the Heisman winner, I think. I mean, they, Oregon just straight up dominated a pretty damn good Oregon State uh, team who is now losing their head coach to Michigan State. Um, but yeah, uh, Bo Nix, dude, what an incredible game. 33 for 40. Over 360 yards, uh, just straight up dominant. Uh, on the other end, you know, DJ Uyunglele just mm-hmm. didn't have the best game, but he's, you know, he was decent. But uh, this Oregon State defense just could not stop Oregon, and uh, yeah, it showed. Yeah, Oregon's on fire right now, man. I, th- I mean, we're gonna get into it next uh, episode, but I think they, I mean, they're favored a lot in the in the uh, Pac-12 title game, so they uh, they had a lot to uh, to prove in the revenge game against Washington. Uh, Bo Nix looks great. Like you said, probably going to win the Heisman. Yeah, if if they win this weekend over Washington, he's winning the he's winning the Heisman. Uh, number ten, Louisville hosted Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky win one thirty eight to thirty one. This was a pretty good uh, game, you know. Back and forth for a little bit, uh, but Kentucky pulling off the upset W here. Um, I thought Louisville would win this game. I know there was a little bit of a, a, a scuffle uh, before the game even started between the two teams. Obviously, you know, it's a big rivalry between these two schools, both being, you know, in the state of Kentucky. Um, and, uh, yeah, but Kentucky gets the upset W and, and, I mean, just shocked everyone. But Louisville's still on to the ACC championship uh, despite this loss. Uh, but, yeah, uh, really good game from for Kentucky. Um, you know, they, they've been kind of average at best this year, and uh, Louisville kind of showing a little bit how fraudulent they are. Yeah, Louisville, man, ever since the pit loss, they uh... – they definitely um, 
not been looking that great. And, uh, yeah, that's one shows as well. Yeah, that, um, yeah. Louisville kind of looking like frauds, especially after that. Uh, number 14, LSU hosted Texas A&M. Um, uh, LSU winning 42 to 30 uh, for a while there. I thought, uh, you know, Texas A&M might actually have a pretty good chance at winning this game. Uh, they were up 24 to 14 at one point. Uh, but then that, you know, a- after that, that score, it was pretty much all uh, LSU from there in the second half. And, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels had a, you know, a pretty average day for him, I guess. I mean, it wasn't any of these spectacular 400-plus-yard games that we've seen him have in the last few weeks. Um, obviously, Jimbo Fisher gone from Texas A&M. They, they just hired Mike Elko from Duke. Um, and, dude, it, did, did you see the uh, the press conference uh, there real quick? For Mike, no. oh, dude, Mike, Mike Elko literally looked like he regrets signing the contract that he just did. At Texas A&M, he, I mean, like, like they Texas A&M is like one of the most culty schools in the country, and it, it's 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 like they literally like had a sacrifice right in front of him, and like, he, yeah, it was it was not he he looked like he regretted every single thing he just did in the last like week or two, uh, building up to this man. It did not <laughs> he did not look like he wanted to be there. He was like wide eyed, like why did I do this? What the hell did I get myself into? Uh, but that said, yeah, nice win for LSU here. Yeah, that uh, that was a nice win. Uh, I don't think Jaden Daniels, though, is going to win the Heisman. I know he was uh, one of the finalists. I feel like he's going to be. But uh, Bo Nix definitely uh, proves a lot more this weekend over Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels had to have a crazy game and just didn't have that. No, he did not have that. Uh, Auburn hosted number eight Bama, and boy, I am I am so upset. I was so happy because I thought Auburn was going to win this game. Um, and then on a fourth and goal from the Auburn thirty-one yard line, Milrow just throws the ball up into the back corner of the end zone, and it's a touchdown for Bama to win the game, twenty-seven to twenty-four. I just, I, I I said Bama would win this game. I called it, but I said I would love to see Auburn win this game, and I was cheering my guts out for Auburn to win this game. But man, they I whoever their defensive coordinator is needs to get gone ASAP, man, because that was just embarrassing there. The, you, yeah. How do you not cover the entire end zone? <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I mean, that's just awful. Uh, Alabama, again, finding ways to win. Uh, I'm going with Georgia for next week, man. I hope Georgia just humbles Alabama. I feel like Alabama's starting to get back on the hype train that they're going to, oh, if we're going to beat Georgia, we're going to get into the college football playoff. Like, oh, I hope Georgia humbles them a little bit next week. No, if Bama beats Georgia, though, they are in the playoff. That's for sure. Michigan will be number one. It'll be like probably Michigan versus Bama in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but uh, we'll we'll, have to, we'll 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 discuss all these scenarios on Thursday. Uh, Arizona State hosted number fifteen Arizona. Arizona winning fifty nine to twenty three. Um, it was it was pretty much all 
um, Arizona for pretty much the entire game. Uh, a little bit early on, I thought, hey, may- maybe Arizona State might be in this game because it is a rivalry after all. But, uh, yeah, the second quarter, just, yeah, it was all touchdowns from Arizona, and it was just completely dominant. Um, Fafita for Arizona. 527 yards passing on 30 completions. I mean, absolutely incredible performance from him. Five touchdowns as well. Um, yeah, Arizona, just that offense, man, is really, really good. And they are building something there. And they are preparing themselves very, very well for the Big 12. Yeah, they are. Um, they are. Uh, they're doing great, man. I mean putting up a lot of points in a big game. Yeah, lots of points in this one. Uh, number 20, Oklahoma State hosted BYU. Uh, Oklahoma State wins 40-34 to in double overtime. Uh, look, I, I, I told you, I called this uh, on Friday's episode. I said, look, BYU is going to try and be super aggressive because they're fighting for bowl eligibility. Uh, they just fall short in double overtime uh, for Oklahoma State. Uh, to win, obviously, the big, big fumble uh, to seal that loss. Um, and, yeah, BYU misses out on bull uh, because of a simple fumble. Um, you know, for a minute, you know, BYU was, uh, you know, they, they, they kicked the field goal last second, got it to overtime. I, I really thought BYU was going to try something here. And they almost had it in uh, – um, uh, in overtime, uh, just a unlucky, you know, break on uh, on a play for a touchdown to allow Oklahoma State to continue uh, on to the uh, on to the second overtime. But uh, good game from from both sides, really. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, yeah, that was just a crazy, uh, crazy OT game. Yeah. Uh, number twenty one, Tennessee hosted Vanderbilt. Uh, Tennessee won 48-24. Um, really good game from Tennessee. I mean, obviously, Vanderbilt is not good at all. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt was kind of hanging in there in the first quarter, and then from there it was pretty much all Tennessee. I mean, they started sitting starters in the third quarter, um, which allowed Vanderbilt to score a few more times. But, uh, yeah, Joe Milton, 383 yards, four touchdowns. Really good game from him. Um you know, he went 22 for 33 as well. So, yeah, very good game for for uh, for Tennessee and uh, nice win over the Max School in Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt is just garbage. It was a nice, easy win for him. UTEP hosted number 25 Liberty. Liberty getting a nice win here, 42 to 28. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I look, Liberty is. You know they're twelve and zero against really bad schools now. Uh, UTEP is again really bad. They they're three and nine, just absolutely horrible. Uh, really good game from from Liberty, and that's all I really got on that. I didn't watch this game, so yeah, I didn't see much of this game either. Um, but yeah, uh, solid win, I guess. Number four, Washington hosted Wazoo. Washington just barely holding on, twenty four to twenty one. Um, you know, it was it was a last second field goal uh, to try and win it for Washington, and they ended up making it. Uh, Penix didn't have a really good game. He went 18 for 33, 204 yards. He just 
didn't look all too great. Um, both defenses looked really, really good, though. Um, and the offenses both didn't. Uh, and Washington just barely gets the W over their in-state rival. Yeah, Washington, uh, that was definitely a close game there. And they, um, they're they definitely looking not so good going into the, the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, last I looked, uh, Oregon's favored by 10.5 in this game. So, uh, yeah. yeah, they have not been looking good. Uh, Florida hosting number five, Florida State. Uh, Florida State pulling off the W, twenty-four to fifteen. Um, look for a while. I thought I thought this was going to be a Florida win. I mean, they were up twelve nothing at one point. Um, and then uh, Florida State was able to get themselves back into this game. Um, obviously they don't have uh their starting quarterback in. I know Tate Roadmakers uh, in the game now. Or pl- playing quarterback for them, so they're. I think they're going to struggle a lot against uh, Louisville uh, this weekend, and uh, we'll talk more on that. But uh, yeah, Florida State just barely getting the W here. Yeah, Florida State, uh, they're good, but uh, yeah, without their quarterback, it's going to be tough moving forward here. Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, Stanford hosted number eighteen Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins fifty-six to twenty-three. Uh, Stanford was up, you know, thirteen to seven at one point, uh, and and you know I thought, yeah, maybe Stanford can be in this game. And then Sam Hartman, uh, or really, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Audric Estime, man, he started just taking off in the second half, and uh, yeah, two hundred thirty-eight yards on the ground and four touchdowns. I mean. Notre Dame getting it done. I mean, it's, it is Stanford. They're not a good team right now. But, uh, yeah, good, good win for uh, for Notre Dame. He has a good win. Uh, they, uh, they definitely pulled a nice win off at the end of the year. Georgia Tech hosted number one, Georgia. Um, you know, Georgia Tech was in this game for quite a while. Um you know, they, they were able to come back in the fourth quarter, but just wasn't enough. Uh, Georgia winning 31-23. to um, You know, it's it's a rivalry game. And, you know, Georgia has struggled in, in the past against Georgia Tech. I, w- I shouldn't say struggled, but hasn't looked the best against Georgia Tech, I guess is the best way to say it. But, uh, yeah, uh, very, very good win for Georgia regardless. Um, hostile environment for sure. And, uh yeah, they uh they pull off the nice W here. Yep, Georgia's gonna be uh trying to uh, secure their spot here and get into the uh, college football playoffs and the SEC title game. South Carolina hosted number twenty four Clemson. Clemson winning sixteen to seven. Um, look, it was just a very low scoring, unentertaining game. Uh, just, just terrible. Klubnik did not look good for Clemson. Rattler, well, you know, he's a rat. He he plays like a rat, and uh, you know, just 112 yards passing for him. Uh, Klubnik with exactly 100 yards. Uh, just yeah, just not a very good game for either team. Um, the defenses didn't necessarily look good, but the offenses didn't look great. I mean, didn't even look good at all. So, uh, yeah, uh, but Clemson with a nice W here. Yeah, nice W for Clemson. Really low scoring game. Both these teams aren't really that great. Yeah. Number nineteen, Kansas State 
uh, hosted Iowa State. And Iowa State pulled off the upset victory 42-35. to um, th- This was a good game for Iowa State. You know, um, I-, I thought Kansas State would win this game, but uh, Howard did not play his best game ever. He went 24 for 48. Um, you know, there was some, you know, drop passes for Kansas State. Uh, but when it really mattered, their defense didn't hold up, and they allowed ISU uh, to score twice in the fourth quarter, and then the offense just could not respond at all, and that was the game from there. Yep. Um, definitely uh, definitely interesting game here and uh solid win here. Number 22, NC State hosted North Carolina. Uh, NC State wins 39-20. to um, You know, Drake May, again, fighting for his life on every single snap. He has no one in front of him. He doesn't really have all the weapons uh, that he had, like, last year. And, uh, yeah, um, NC State with a dominant win here. Their offense looked really, really good. Um, Brendan Armstrong had a really, really solid game for him. Uh, he he went 22 for 31 over 330 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, really, really solid game. Uh, Drake May, you know, for for all his lack of anything in front of him, he did throw for over 250 yards. Uh, not a bad day, but uh, yeah, this UNC offensive line is so bad, and that defense is not good either. Uh, and yeah, they uh, they fall to NC State. Yeah. Um... Drake May, if only he was on a good team, man. I mean, he's got the talent, just no one blocking for him, so it's tough. And a tough in-state rivalry loss there. Yeah, very, very tough loss for them indeed. And then lastly, it was the game, and it was probably the best game of the entire weekend. Uh, Number three, Michigan hosted number two, Ohio State. Michigan wins 30-24. to 24. Um, Look, Corum had a really incredible game. Uh, 88 yards, two touchdowns, 22 carries. Really good game. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, man, he threw a touchdown pass to, uh, to Roman Wilson. He threaded the needle on this ball. Um, and it was a beautiful, beautiful pass. Um, Colston Loveland had a pretty damn good game for Michigan as well. That said, man, I just I just want to take a minute to talk about this game because Michigan has completely broken Ryan Day. Like he is, he's broken playing it. He doesn't. He's not nearly as aggressive. He he kicked a field goal when he was in plus territory on a fourth and two to end the quarter or end the half, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I I, I it wasn't you know a good day for Ryan Day, and he, he's just not aggressive against Michigan, and it showed yet again. Yeah, Ryan Day, uh, I think he's like 1-6 in, in games against Michigan and college football playoff games, so he, uh, when he faces the best of the best, he's not doing too well, and Michigan won this game without Harbaugh, so you know, that kind of shuts some people up about uh, about that, so uh, it was a good win. Um, definitely seemed like it was pretty close all the way throughout. Um, and Michigan, man, uh, that was a really, really hard-fought win that they got. And 
pretty much secures their spot now for the college football playoffs. Yeah, they have an easy, easy, you know, it, it's it's a BOGO for, for Michigan. I mean, you're playing Iowa, who can't score on a middle school football team, uh, let alone a, a really good Michigan defense. Um, but, yeah, man, just uh, really, really um, good game. And, honestly, with or with Harbaugh, I think you end up with the same score um, just because – Harbaugh doesn't call plays on either side of the ball, so it doesn't really matter if Harbaugh is there or not. I mean, uh, it, 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 you know, game time decisions, sure, it might make a little bit of a difference, but he doesn't call plays, so it, it made no difference. And I think Michigan, no matter what, was going to win that game. So that wraps up your top 25 matchups um, for this uh, week. Uh, obviously the rankings have just come out, so let's get into that real quick. Uh, we're just going to go with the top 10 here. Uh, not a whole lot changed in the, uh, in the rankings, uh, in outside of that, but, uh, Penn State moves back up into the top 10, uh, and then Mizzou stays at nine, Bama at eight, and Texas also stayed at seven. So all, all three of those teams stayed, um, but the biggest uh, drop in this top 10 for sure is obviously OSU to, from number two to number six. Yeah, I figured they'd move uh, to five or six in these rankings. So, um, I mean, understandable here. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a tough loss to Michigan. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, your top five is now Oregon at five, Florida State at four, Washington at three, Michigan at two, and Georgia at one. Yeah, I was curious if they were going to put Michigan ahead of Georgia, but I guess not. No, uh, SEC bias exists, man. So they're not, they'll they'll never put a non-SEC team at number one uh, if if at least you know the SEC team has some ranked wins. They'll never do it. It doesn't matter how good you know your your record is. If you're an SEC team and you have at least one ranked win, you're going to stay at number one until you until you lose. So. Um, I would have liked to see Michigan at number one, but, uh, yeah, uh, Georgia stays at number one, which I have no issue with. I mean, they, they've, they have a tougher schedule than Michigan. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I like these rankings a lot right now. You're going to, you know, something's going to change with this, you know, uh, and we'll talk about it more on, uh, on Thursday's episode with the, uh, the previews for all the, uh, uh, conference championships, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's setting up a lot of different pathways for a lot of different teams to get into the playoffs right now. I mean, Bama still has a chance. Texas has a chance and Oregon obviously has a chance still to, to get in. Um, that said, I don't think anyone else really has a chance. I don't, I don't see an OSU, you know, getting in at all. Um, I, I think anyone in that top eight outside of OSU can can get into the playoffs. Yeah, with OSU just not having a game to play, they I don't see them getting in either. Uh, all the other teams can control, can pretty much control getting in. Like if Alabama wins their game, Oregon and Texas. I see Texas is the only one that really can't because you know if they win and then uh, the top four went out, can't really uh, can't really help. Uh, right there, but ever but uh, Oregon and Alabama can control if they if they get in, they win their their uh, conference title game. 
Yeah, I, I think honestly, the only way Texas could get in is if those top of all four of those top four teams lose this weekend. Uh, I think that's yeah. I think that's Texas's only chance. If they win, you know, the Big Twelve, which they will, um, because Texas is back. Uh, and and all four of these teams in the top four lose. I, I think you'll see Bama, Oregon, and Texas all in, who are not even in the top uh, four right now. I think I think you'll see all three of those teams in, with probably Georgia in as well, because you know SEC bias. Uh, so that wraps up your college football rankings blitz, um, and we we got some news, uh, some local news for for Detroit fans. Uh, Patrick Kane has signed a one-year, $2.75 million contract with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, it's going to be prorated, so he's actually going to get just over you know $2 million out of this. Um, look, it's he, he's not available to play yet. He, he still has, I think, a couple more weeks, I think like two or three weeks at the very least. Uh, coming off a hip resurfacing surgery. Um, look, this is – what I've seen on social media is kind of stupid, uh, to say the least. I mean, a lot of people are like, like, oh, yeah, we have a, we finally have a superstar on the team, blah, blah, blah. Um, look, we've we, there are a few players that have gotten this uh, surgery before, and it pretty much ended their careers. I mean, uh, Ed Jovanovsky from Florida – had it in uh, 2013, and he played 36 games the next year and just retired. It, it was so bad. Uh, this, this, you know, it ended Ryan Kessler's career when he got it in 2019. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom had to re- had to uh, retire this year because of the because sur- of the same surgery. It it is not a good move in my opinion. Um, it, the the surgery is very very worrying. Um, it it. It's not good for hockey in general, uh, for hockey players at least. I mean, maybe other sports this it's okay, but in hockey it is very very hard to to get to overcome this kind of uh, surgery and be anywhere near half as good as you were the year or two prior to that. But people are acting like this is still the Patrick Kane from 2010, 2011, 2012, where he was out there kicking our asses every single week in Detroit, but or every season I should say not every week but uh yeah just um you know it, to me it, it's it's a low risk you know move it doesn't really add anything to us if it helps you know it helps but I don't see that happening um it, like I said this is a very very tough injury to to get over to overcome and it usually ends with players ending their careers early or a little bit earlier than they plan when they get it. I mean, like I said, there, the you know, there's been tons of players to get this surgery already, and none come back the same as they were. Um, I don't think this helps at all. You know, we'll see if it does. But in all honesty, man, I just don't see how anyone can be super, super excited. And, you know, like I'm, I'm living in 2023. These people are still apparently living in, in you know, 2012. Yeah. Um. I haven't really seen much on the NHL community, but like from the people I know locally, uh, you know they they like the Patrick Kane signing. I think it's I think it's all right. I mean, like you said, man, he's definitely not the player that he once was. I mean, he's what thirty five, so 
he's getting up there in age and he just had this major surgery. So he, um, he's not going to be as good as, uh, you know, a prime Patrick Kane, but I think he'll be solid. I, I've, I heard that they were going to slot him in the second, uh, line here at the brink kit. Uh, so, you know, they were former teammates in Chicago, We'll see how he does, though. It's only a one-year deal, so even if it doesn't work out, it's not really that big of a deal long-term. So I think I'm fine with it. I mean, just to see him in a Wings jersey is going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird seeing him in a Wings jersey. I just uh, – it's a low-risk signing, and the Wings still have tons of cap space. Um, So – and what's nice about this deal is, you know, if it doesn't work out for us – you know, it it's still there's still a lot of runway to, you know, grab someone you know at the trade deadline to really actually help this team because, like I said, I don't think this is going to help the team at all. If it does, you know, it it's one or two points I think at the very most, three points towards our point total at the end of the year, which could be a playoff spot this year based on how strong the Eastern Conference is, but. Uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't see how this is that huge. I mean, I'll, I, I like every everyone I've seen is just like like oh yeah, you know Detroit's gonna be you know for sure a playoff team now and blah blah blah. It's like it, this is not gonna really swing that needle. I think they're still gonna be a wild card team at the very best. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it like I said, it's low risk. It's not a bad signing. It's just not a great signing. It's a it's an okay signing at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, Patrick Kane, a Red Wing now, uh, feel, feels very, very weird to say. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up this episode, a little bit longer episode. Um, but, uh, you know, we had a bit to talk about. And uh, yeah, so uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday we will have, obviously, previews for the NFL and all the uh, the college football um, conference championships. Uh, we're going to have our NBA and NHL power rankings again. Um, we're going to have a pretty big episode on Thursday as well. But anyways, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. You know, we want to hear feedback from you guys. What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? You know, you, you let us know. Um, but anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see and we will see you guys on Thursday.